Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How to Do Drugs. I am your host, Aliyah Janine, and today, all the way from Georgia, oh yeah, good, Georgia, my good friend Billy Pilgrim. That's the not great a, state of the great blue state of Georgia. We're getting it, fine. You're welcome. Is it a blue state? It is now. I mean, we uh, we were the one that kind of, you know, Stacey Abrams, the state of Georgia is pretty much the reason that uh, that Biden won because he went blue before Wisconsin. And uh, oh, don't even talk about Wisconsin. Well, I mean, Georgia, again, <laughs> unfortunately, Georgia is not a perfect state, but uh, what do you call it? Um, Abrams is running for governor again. And if she wins, Georgia is going to become a very safe place for a lot of people. But also, <laughs> if she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be probably more amazing because they fucked her once and she was like, all right. And she took that beautiful black foot of hers and she polished it up and she went and got a pedicure. And then she spent like the last four or five years of shoving it up the Republicans ass and literally <laughs> turned the state of Georgia blue. So I'm like, all right, fuck her again. I think what are we going to get out of this one? Are we going to get like time travel? Are we going to get a cure for cancer? Are we going to get some kind of form of v- female Viagra? Like, what are we going to get? Come on. Come on, Stacey. She's going to become the Willy Wonka. She's going to come out after losing with the cane and just do the fake pratfall. You right. know, and then, yeah. So. Yeah. So never I'm, fuck with black women. People oh, should know this dude. by now. Never pull the hair and never <laughs> just. Never. <laughs> never or, or, or if you're that dating, or if you're dating West Indian woman, buy a very comfortable chair because when you do something wrong, you're going to hear about it. And then her sister's going to come in, and then her auntie, and then her mom, and then her nana, and her great nana. And they're all going to sit there in great detail and with, like, pie charts and, and you know, and tell you every. So you just sit back and just, all right, let's go. Cool. <laughs> I've dated a lot of black women in my day. And the West Indian, it's like, do I have the time of the day to be reminded of everything I did wrong? <laughs> hilarious um so let's get into it i met you i god i've known you for almost a decade now um in there i want to say what 2014 2015 uh yeah it's right when i I had just moved to new york i just uh i had quit porn um i believe you were doing comedy at the time at a, at a spectacularly I, unsuccessful rate, yes. <laughs> I was doing comedy, and uh, I believe you were also dealing weed. Yes. And uh, you became uh, technically, well, not my first weed dealer. My first weed dealer was uh, my buddy Carlos. Um, and then you were my second weed dealer because yeah. you actually kind of delivered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I, w- I would get all cooked up and hyped up on all kinds of stuff and, and get drunk. And I was like a speed demon. I literally, my record for delivering weed is under a minute because somebody tweeted me or not tweeted, but like messaged me when I was in the building delivering to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So like my record is like under a minute. Oh. Like we, I because you're in people, the same building, that's hilarious. I used to tell people, like, man, I don't fuck around. Like, when just all I have one rule be home and be ready. Because yeah, if I have cash, be home. Because sometimes it would take us a while to get there, depending on how busy we were, or whatever. But if we can get there in 20 minutes or less, that's what we would do. So, like, just be home. It was, you know, and you'd be a surprise how many people got cute. And it's like, oh, I'm like, no, dude, I'm not the one. Um, and it was funny because we met three times at the stand and female comics are a little weird when it comes to 
male comics that are maybe not on the radar of passing clubs, but you mm-hmm. were very friendly. And I was like, wow, she's really smart and she's really cool. And then I, you know, saw a second time and you kind of waved to me. And then I was like, wow, she really is, you know, and kind of cute. Yeah, you know. And I literally was like, you know what? I'm she's tall. Usually that's a you know, they that's a that's a you know rejector for them. But you know what? I figured <laughs> I was literally about to go, hey, do you want to have some drinks? You want to have whatever? And I was about to say it, and then you were like, oh yeah, I used to do porn. And then I went, okay, we're just going to be friends. And not because <laughs> you did porn, but because I was like, oh, she's a comic now. Every idiot and every Nimrod is going to try to get in her pants or test the waters that they can fuck her. So nothing I say or do is going to come off. So it's like, <laughs> fuck it. She seems really cool. We'll be friends. And I made the very right choice. <laughs> did not try to have sex with me well thank you well no no i mean i wanted to don't get me wrong i'm not, I'm not that high i was never that high i just kind of realized that it was a well it was, it was like a at, on a good day maybe if i was giving myself a lot of credit a 50 50 shot it, but it was like i just kind of saw what was in your future and i heard many a story and i was very correct of level of stupidity and just bad dicks and I remember one of my favorite comments. It's like, God, I forgot how civilian dicks are just trash. Like, yeah, or just not good, you know. And I was like, all right, <laughs> it's like, Ooh. yeah, civilian dick. Yeah, even still now. I mean, there's been, um, I want to say, since I quit porn, there's one, two, two. If <laughs> there has been two people that have been like well I guess three we could count him um that have been like up to par with what I'm used to um yeah it's you know what's what's funny is that it's the same occasionally because you know my I I was also as much as I also enjoyed my drugs while we lived while I lived in New York City yeah you did a lot of drugs I like sex so I kind of jumped on that opportunity all the time to the point where Aaliyah actually sat me down one day, told me I was fucking too many women. Uh, yeah, no, it was an issue. You were fucking women to get away from your problems kind of thing. Well, you know, that the fact that we're on the touch of my penis. But um, uh, <laughs> and unlike cookies and idiots, they're not making more of those. So it's kind of imperative that I have to say yes. Yeah, uh, well, you were doing a lot of drugs. You were drinking a lot. And yeah, you were having a lot. Yeah, you were you were living very recklessly. You weren't really taking care of yourself. I believe you got hit. Didn't you get hit by a garbage truck and like you were real mad that you lived like you barely got a scratch. Oh, OK. So, yeah, you want you want some dark comedy. So I'm I'm going to Iran. I'm going to a coffee shop down in the village uh and i'm kind of contemplating now i have a long history of mental health and and suicide i actually hold the record for most attempts i think (laughs) and i'm thinking to myself like and i'm actually the problem is i've survived many a time so i had to be like all right well what if i just did like three in one shot so i'm trying to think of a combination Mm -hmm. and then this guy and to be fair this guy felt very bad about it and the company that you know hit it bought me a whole new bike and they were whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sitting there and I'm literally having this like TED talk in my head of like how I'm going to do it. And this guy takes a right turn and literally hits me full on and sends me flying. And then I get trapped under my bike and he's still going. So for 
the bike is now getting caught under the tire. There's sparks coming. And I managed just out of pure instinct, knocked me out for, I think, a second, did a ninja roll out of the way. And I, I think on the old phone, I saw the pictures, but the bike basically snapped in half and I had some scrapes mm -hmm. on my ankle. And that was it. I got hit by, I did like nothing wrong with me. Not even a bruise. <laughs> I know you and were so I, mad. Yeah, and then I then I drank, went home and I drank 15 tequila shots. And I took, mm -hmm. I think, a couple of pills and I fucking decimated the woman that I was sleeping. I mean, like, like the beast fuck Olympics. I don't know what it was, but it was like a adrenaline rush. It was like one of those, mm -hmm. you hear women all the time going, uh, you know, oh, the guy can't go a second round. And again, not saying I'm some kind of Superman, but it was like this adrenaline rush. I she she literally like went to the bathroom and like locked the door at one point. It's like okay, we're done for the night. Uh, but I was just mad. I literally got up. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me because it was like the universe going. Oh yeah, you think you're gonna kill yourself? Garbage truck. There you go. Not even a mark on you. Now what he got? And I was like, <laughs> All right, well played. Well played. Well, well it's also like even though because like I'm also suicidal. And it's also, it is, it's just your brain. Like you're not even trying to control it, but like, if you're in a life or death situation, like you're instinctively going yeah, no, I, to get out of the way instead of be like, yes, this is it. What? And no, no, we, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very, I think people who have a suicidal tendency or who have tempted and survived, you're kind of part of a very special tribe because there's a very unique form of dark humor that develops mm -hmm. from that, but also I don't know, like a layer of armor. And ironically, starting porn and getting into porn, uh, once it really got rolling, probably the only period of my life where I have not thought about at least once a day killing myself. There was a there was a time, pretty much most of my life, where at least once a day I would daydream about it or fantasize about it. Like I said, several attempts mm -hmm. uh over the you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, porn is definitely uh you know kind of been a weird positive uh factor porn gets a bad rep yeah like you know it has you're to supposed be to be out a lot yeah yeah no it does i love the people i work with uh you know i love the uh i've got well, you more love support. you love fucking so you i do but also i like the women i work with and just to support it's the first mm -hmm. thing where you know if you do a good job then people would give you a second chance or whatever i never kind of experienced that in comedy um, because I would kill at times in comedy, then it would just mean nothing. But when I bombed, it would be like this. Okay, now you're set back three months. Yeah. But and it also helps now too, and that's one of the things that you know. I'm also now on medication, which I wish I was for many years. Like I'm on an anti-anxiety med. I'm on an antidepressant. I have. I'm on Adderall for ADHD. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and. uh and uh, yeah, no, it's helped immensely. Like I really, some people try to- Do you to, still do other drugs? Do you still like do recreational drugs like Coke and when stuff? When I or? can, with the pandemic and everything, um, right now porn's my only gig. Uh, and uh, so it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those habits, you know, it's, you gotta have the money to do it. And uh, sometimes like I do have friends occasionally, like I'll go to a swingers club or whatever, and they'll, mm -hmm. they'll offer like Coke or Molly or something or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, I, I was never a big weed guy, so I like Coke is my favorite. It's just mm, yeah. delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, I like, uh, 
pills and like molly i like kind of stimulants Mm -hmm. but i can and i'm not gonna lie uh some big things are on the horizon for me as far as porn that's hopefully gonna bring in regular money and i hope to again have a drug hobby but it's also (laughs) it's hard to find no one takes honor in their craft anymore it's hard to find good coke or it's somebody who you know you can get the good drugs and everything so it's it's also kind of hard to find the good (laughs) shit uh yeah i was gonna ask like how is the coke down in the south because like here in this city like every once in a while you could find some decent coke but it's always like you know with like um finance dudes or or like lawyers but for the most part it's just trash (laughs) yeah no it is and here's the funny thing i used to tell my coke dealers and i would find one good one for a while then eventually you get sloppy or lazy it's like i'll pay more for like okay so a couple bags how much is that oh it's 150 it's like 50 a bag i'm like all right i will pay you 300 or whatever i'll pay you more for the good shit you know Mm -hmm. um it's in athens athens used to have really good coke athens georgia where i'm from and i lived for a period when i moved back to georgia it's Mm -hmm. all trash yeah uh this girl that i knew on the swinger scene uh she had really great drugs and her and her she she got it off the dark web but i don't know how to navigate that kind of thing yeah uh and we i don't know she yeah she's she's a little uh off the dark so we had a falling out of sorts i guess so i kind of lost that connection um (laughs) you know so but yeah no i i plan to i'm going to exotica so if anybody hears this interview and wants to hang out and wants to give me some stuff while I'm in Exotica. I am very amenable to, uh, and I'm very entertaining <laughs> when I'm on drugs. So, you know, I mean, I'll buy you a couple of rounds. I'll buy you dinner, you know, uh, so yeah. Which Exotica, the Exotica in New Jersey or? No, the Exotica Miami. I'm, oh, the, the Miami one. So yeah, that's actually my favorite one because I like the hotel and then it's attached to the hotel. I, nice. I've been, I've been to the New Jersey one and I'm, Right now, unless I'm offered a paid gig or something or like a performer that I want to work with, it's like, hey, let's shoot because I didn't like Edison. And I just and mm, last year, yeah. the whole the whole event was snake bitten. like literally everybody landed and everybody was on their period. So half my scenes went from full scenes to BJ scenes. And again, <laughs> and again, I, I love and respect my female performers so if they sit there and tell me they're not interested in doing the sponge thing then mm-hmm. you just have to go okay well then we'll you know i don't even argue i just go, I love okay, that you up. know what the sponge thing is now i learned it from you <laughs> i have okay i have a, i have a set bag that i bring to set with me and i have a mm-hmm. kit and mm-hmm. i have it has clean sponges it has tampons it has like might all whatever and like special wipes so that way i have used the trick before but if i'm on set and they choose to do it I go, well, I got stuff in my bag for you. Mm-hmm. I bring a set bag with me and I have like extra costumes. I have outfits. Oh, I have that stuff. warms my heart. I have um, like, if you need a toothbrush, if you need, like I said, you need sponges, a tampon, you need mm-hmm. um, a, a hair tie. I have extra paperwork. I have extra pens. Yeah. I have literally like 12 different lubes that no matter how I wrap and try to store, they still leak. So I have oh, like- yeah. Dude, constantly, even now in my fucking, in my sex drawer, I have to clean it out because Luke, I was yeah, like, no, how, I, why? 
Yeah, so I have a big ass set bag that I bring with me, and it's like my utility belt. So I have stuff, but no, I learned a trick from you, and I've done it on set. But again, you have to be look. If they're not willing to do it, then that's the end of the story. I don't yeah. argue. And then also, we got shut down for like less than twenty four hours. There's an industry shutdown, just long enough to fuck up everybody's shoot. Oh no! When was that? It renewed last year. The Exotica. Oh. I was actually outside talking to Misty Stone, who was a wonderful person. I love and then it, then it all started to like beep, beep. Everybody's phone started going off. And you just mm-hmm. like, it was like, fuck, 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 fuck. You could just hear it through the crowd. So long enough to fuck up all my, everybody's Saturday shoots. And, uh, and there were some good shoots that, you know, so I am very excited for Miami. I got a lot of big things going on that we'll talk about as we sign off. But yeah, New Jersey Exotica, Maybe if I could get at least maybe one pay gig and that gives me a reason to go there, then I could skip up to New York and maybe see you and we could have dinner and do drugs, um, <laughs> which was the plan the last time. Yeah. But yeah, it should happen. I've been to the New Jersey one. It um, eh, I've been to the Chicago one. That was actually the first one that I ever went to. I went to that one last couple of months ago. And that was actually the best one I've been to. Yeah, the and- Chicago one is. It was kind of surreal because my name was a lot bigger than I thought it was. And people knew who I was. And then I that's how I got the current studio gig I'm doing in Miami. And then I've been doing interviews since then, which is a relatively new thing for me. And and the thing is, I had to fight. You had to trace her image. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, sure. I'd love to do the interview. But in the head, you know, like manic and you're like how do you know about me why do you know about me like who told you about me who's talking about me like why are they talking about me i gotta take a pill like what is um but yeah no it's uh but yeah no actually i I give you credit for a lot of things a lot of the stuff i learned is you would just tell me like little things in passing and i remember Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh well, yeah, the sponge, sponge thing. thing yeah, no, it's a great trick. And for those who don't know what the sponge trick is, it's where you take um, a non-dyed, uh, bleach-free, like makeup sponge, um, those type of things. Uh, yeah, I always you get the white ones or or whatever. Yeah, that's um, what I have. Yeah, and what you do is that you rinse them out. You can wash them, uh, but but you rinse them out and you get them filled with water and then you squeeze out the excess water and then you stick it up your cooch yeah. when you have your period and you're still able to have sex and it absorbs the blood yeah. and, and here's the funny thing this is again this is why leah is a teacher and a benefit to the to various communities uh and i and i preach this on set uh one i use warm water mm-hmm. but also i offer i go look would you like me to help you get it in and then at well, the end of the scene, I offer to help take it out because that is proper set etiquette. You help it put is. it in and then you help take it out. Yeah. Well, I've never had anyone help put it in, but I definitely have needed help getting them out. Like there was one shoot that I did. Jason Brown. I love Jason Brown. Um, and for some reason, like I was on the last day, but for some reason, like the flow was just extra heavy on that last day where I had like three almost up to five, I want to say at, at, at the most. And he's got, yeah. and he's a big boy too. And it was just like, it was so embarrassing. I'm like, dude, I just won't stop bleeding no matter how much we plug it up. Um, but he was a sweetheart and yeah, he helped me pull them all out. Yeah. So if you, you guys, leave them up there, you could get, you could get, yes, um, yes. And, oh, the smell. And, and I, 
And again, I like being prepared because it helps me <laughs> being prepared helps me be calm and stay focused on set. I yeah. have the sponges. I also have tampons should they need them. I have the sanitary wipes that are especially for the enemas, the area. douches. I have enemas. I have douches. I have I have a little device to do the de enemas. Um, and I have like my doll and I girlfriend because mm-hmm. I ask women like, okay, what do you guys take? Because I don't just you know I don't know. Tell tell you know Billy so Billy can like be somewhat competent. And I had to keep it in a little Ziploc bag and I pull it out mm-hmm. and I've had to use it a few times. But yeah, I tell them like you know, and they're shocked because I. I have wet wipes. I help clean them off after the, you know, I go, here's a towel. Mm-hmm. I have water for them on set. And then I go, you know, then I offer them a wet wipe and everything. And they look at me like, like, I don't know, like I have lobsters crawling out of my ears because I'll start <laughs> cleaning off like, they're like sick of argument their ass. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know, they it, it got all the pictures and everything. Seeing some helping you clean up or whatever. And here's, and they're just so like, really? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's a decent <laughs> thing to do. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's like, again, it's, you know, it's the, yeah, you help them out with the sponge or you offer them the towel, whatever these little things, you know, they. Well, it's very you know. chivalrous. That's for sure. A lot of times though, too, like, um, I love the fact that you have a go bag. That's amazing. And, and, and you're all prepared, but yeah, there, if someone like, if I was standing, you know, like doing something and like my co-star like went to wipe my back off, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, I always ask. I let them know. Like, I, 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 like, I, I why tell, are you touching me again? The scene is I, over. I tell them I bring water. I'm like, look off to the camera. Here's a bottle of water, a towel and some web wipes for you. If you need something, let me well, know. These are scenes that that you're producing, too. Right. Like you're producing these scenes. Like, yeah, sometimes the one I produce them. them Sometimes I produce them and now I've been working with more and more producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have like a regular, I've teamed up with a team, team VP media is a, like a kind of a loose affiliation of performers and mm-hmm. they're all got a lot of experience. So they kind of help bring me up to another level. And I prefer, ironically, I find it more comfortable to have a bunch of people on set. So all I have to do is walk on set, mm-hmm. talk to my co-star and I have to worry about her and I have to worry about, you know, raising the flag. And I, and I love, <laughs> I've done stuff. I have my own equipment and everything, but mm-hmm. that is, and I'm not a camera person and it really becomes a pain in the ass. But I, some guys don't like having a lot of people on set. I'm like, no, nah, get a hair girl, get a this, get, you got an uncle, have him stand in the corner. Like, <laughs> I, the less I have to worry about other than doing the scene, I'm mm-hmm. all in. So, uh, okay. but yeah, I do, I do the same thing on set every time. And I try to be very chill and create a very kind of, upbeat atmosphere because it's better for everybody but also it helps me a lot well yeah yeah you are a little um you're a little neurotic so now because when you were in new york um you were unmedicated um Mm -hmm. you weren't very happy you were doing a lot of drugs and then you moved to georgia um which is technically where you're from right if i'm not yeah 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 where you're from and then um you said you got on medication you started taking better care of yourself um and you started, so did you start taking better care of yourself and then start porn? Or was it because of the porn, like doing something that you actually really enjoyed uh, that made you want to like be? I was fun? on the meds and they definitely helped. And I was on meds towards the end of, of New York City, but New York City is just, New I York. love New York City. I miss it every day, mm-hmm. but it is a very like constant thing. And you and it just go. Mm-hmm. And you can't have, and like, you know, for everybody who never lived there, you have a bad month. It takes two months to recover, three months to recover, where anywhere else you could, you know, it's like, oh, I've had a bad couple of months and 
you know, it's either sink or swim. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was on meds for a while and then kind of rudderless because I'd stopped doing comedy. And I had no desire to go back and stop being fun and it just didn't have any purpose. And then I met this couple and this guy basically paid me to bang his wife while he filmed it like a cuckold thing. Mm -hmm. And that kind of gave me the bug. And then I met this chick. We started kind of, you know, just out of, I don't know, just kind of happened. We started filming and I started putting it up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I tried, I made several attempts like living in New York City, but again, it was too chaotic. I filmed, I never told you, I filmed a few scenes while I was in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I didn't even have a stage name and it was about as close to old school CD underground New York City that you can get. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which I have a very funny story that involves drugs on one of the things I did that day. Um, but yeah, I just started, I was like, okay, I'm going to start making my own stuff. And I took it very seriously with knowledge I had, got the paperwork, bought lights, bought a camera, put out ads on Craigslist, found amateurs, put up mm -hmm. my own stuff. I did that for about a year or so. And then I was got on Twitter. The pandemic happened. So just kind of hung out on Twitter for a few months. And then I met Babe West who gave me a shot. Babe had, you know, it was a great, amazing woman. She mm -hmm. gave me a shot. And it is very important because the, the female talent makes or breaks a male talent. You got it. You can't uh, mistreat the female talent because they talk and. Yeah, and no, we, we own that industry. And, and, and then it <laughs> led to my first paying gig in Portland later that January. And I met her in September and January. And then it just started to slowly 2021 was a good year where a lot of stuff started happening. And then uh, going into this year, you know, now it's really kind of taking off. I'm shooting with Blush Erotica in Miami. That's my first big studio. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I've been doing interviews, doing, you know, this podcast and, and getting stickers made and people that I, you know, like, I'm like, one girl who's a, like a real name knew who I was, but Sean Lawless is standing like, 10 feet away and I'm like oh yeah and there's Shard Lawless who I'm trying to be as far as career wise She's like who's that I'm like and I ha again I've learned to not say what comes out of my head all the time I'm like right how the, fuck do you, how the fuck do you know who I am when Sean Lawless who's a very nice guy by the way uh, is standing right there and this dude like if you watch porn you've seen his face because him and J-Mac. I don't know who, I know well I know who J-Mac is I yes I have I've seen him I never met him yet but like these guys are just almost one of the. Like, Do I know everything. Sean Lawless? Have I worked with Sean Lawless? No, I don't. I would, I've never seen any of your porn, ironically. I've seen yeah. occasional photos of you uh, by by accident because you'll pop up. But um, happens. I do. Pop but people up. don't believe me when I say that. I was like, a bunch of my never... friends don't. Yeah, they're like, "Eh, no, that's weird." And other ones are like, "No, you were always my favorite." And I'm like, "I'm just gonna step over here." Now. Well, that's the thing. You don't need to. Certain things don't need to say. Yeah. But no, porn, uh, porn was kind of the cherry on the Sunday because I definitely was more at peace, but I, I'm a creative person and I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. Then this started happening and I always, sex has always been a big part of my life, but I just, I actually genuinely enjoy the process of um, filming and like mm -hmm. being able to see the camera guy moving around without having to look at him and knowing when to do things and the whole thing of making the scene, I, I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Even I mean, and, and, you know, even the bad scenes, I learned something from every bad scene. Uh, and then, uh, and also there are times where it's like, look, I do, I'm sober right now. We got to fucking hurry this up because daddy needs a drink. Or I need to get on. <laughs> not again, I, you can't be 
shit hammered or, or on shit in the scene. A lot yeah. of people smoke weed, but I the drugs I like, it's like, yeah, now I'm under hot lights. I'm not doing anything. So <laughs> can we hurry this up? I better, you know, can, you know, because I need to get mine. Can we do this? Um, yeah. See, I never porn, really. Oh, go ahead. No, porn really accelerated me being happy. Like it really kind of gave me a level of satisfaction that I, you know, but being medicated overall does help. And and I've, I hope when I get big enough, I can become not an advocate because I feel like people misuse that word. I would like to do more work or help people. Like sex, you know. sex worker, like anti-stigmatizing sex work. Yeah, but also work. sex positive, but help people like get on medication and, and you know, certain things. And I got lucky for once in my life where I found the cocktail right off the bat that helped me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people do this thing where, you, oh no, you don't, you just need to work out or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, I work out like a madman. I'm actually going to go. I worked out in the middle of the night last night and I'm probably going to go work out after this yeah, interview. Yeah, you were always working out. But it's, you need some, some people need to be on medication. medication. Yeah. And, and I, and it's a good thing to be on it. Sometimes it's difficult to find the stuff you need that works for you, but it's very important that you be on it. And I would like to, as my name grows and I have the ability to, yeah, help do more stuff with sex positivity and, and women's rights and sex worker rights, but also, again, I hate the word advocate. Uh, I've met a lot of people that claim to be advocate and really yeah. it's just. But you're advocating. But, yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> and talk about my, that's why I'm very open about talking about my history with suicide and depression and, and everything and, and, mm-hmm. and being on medication definitely does help. Um, and you, it's always an evolving process because I wasn't on anti-anxiety meds for a while. Mm-hmm. And I was having issues on set uh, when things really started to get rolling mm-hmm. last year because, like, I would just get these hot flashes, like, literally turn red. I couldn't, you know, and every male town has an issue on set. You have the days where it takes a little extra effort to get through the scene. Mm-hmm. But I would, like, my body would just shut down. And I thought my career is going to be over before it starts. And then it finally I figured it out that it was anxiety because I want to do well. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know, so I take a pill before the day of a shoot and I'm fine because the anxiety just has ways of manifesting itself in ways you wouldn't believe. And, you know, one of them was just body turned. I got into a shower one time in the middle of the scene. I bought, I like ice cold shower. It, you know, like, I think I was at one degree away from projecting steam that was running so hot <laughs> and uh you're a hot little irish guy Your face yeah yeah so luckily red. Now, like i said the anti-med anti-anxiety meds definitely helped and i take you know when i whenever i have anything to do in the industry or or when i have to edit it or do whatever post-production bullshit i hate doing i'll take a and i take it when they're needed and it's yeah. uh yeah it's a miracle so it's a lifesaver they are. So. Do you think um, what I was going to ask you? See, I never smoked pot on set too much because uh, you don't want cotton mouth when you're trying to get blowjobs. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I, I get cotton mouth bad because of the heat and everything. So what I've learned, if I uh, keep something like a mint or like a lozenge or something mm-hmm. under my tongue, that I don't yep. that I keep it. And that yep. prevents me from getting overheated. And then but yeah, I literally smoke. have some right here. I have uh, yeah. and then they're specifically meant for um for dry mouth. <laughs> it totally yeah. helps. Uh, what I wanted to ask you was, um, do you think um because I know some people uh 
you, you know, when they're trying to work on themselves, they'll uh, dive into something and then, or, or even let like a relationship, a project or a relationship and they're, and they base their happiness off of either that person or that thing. Do you think that, let's say like something happened where you can't do porn anymore. Do you think you would still be as like mentally happy in, or stable as you are now? Or do you think that, um, that porn really like helps with that overall? It does definitely help with that. And while I'll probably never be a great camera person or a great like, you know, editor or anything, I, mm -hmm. I have a lot of ideas and I have kind of unofficially directed or help people at shoot houses with their scenes. And I come in and I'll walk them through it. So I'm very, uh, so I can, if I, if I had to stop performing for some reason, I could still produce and direct and, you know, kind of have like a lot of ideas. Um, I make my own props and sets at times I'm working mm -hmm. on. I, I, you know, I, I kind of, I literally made a whole mummy for a Halloween scene I'm trying to do, uh, <laughs> like an actual full body mummy. So there's aspects and I'm already planning for the day that I can't perform anymore or maybe, okay. or when it's, or when it's time for me to kind of go, you know, like I'm, I'm going to, you know, incorporate this year. And, uh, I have a very specific thing that I like to make when I'm in charge and, um, and the female talent that I've made the stuff with really like my ideas. So <clears throat> I'm, you know, hopefully maybe later in the year, try to direct some scenes officially and mm -hmm. just, you know, keep my hand in it in some way. So like, hopefully sake of argument in seven years, if I have to step away from being in front of the camera, I get, I'll have my own little company. I can direct and produce who knows, maybe uh, become like a, like a non-douchey, agent um, which i'm not saying all agents because i'm actually i would love to be signed to an agency so i'm not saying you're all douchey i'm just I'm going saying by the public, fuck them all you know the <laughs> views industry. of Leah janine on this particular subject and i represent the you know but um so stuff like that so i'm already keeping an eye on it slowly hope you know keep my fingers in or getting mm -hmm. trying to get my fingers in other aspects so i'm not so all my eggs are not in one basket i'll you hook know. you up is um is Fox modeling still around? I don't know. I know. Actually, I do Chris, know that. Chris Fox? I, I will. Look, I would love an agent because my everyone. My attitude is this. You get paid I, when I get paid. Yeah, I liked um, I liked him. I worked with him, um, I think, the longest and the most because he was cool. He just like if he had something for me, someone asked for me specifically, he would book it. Um, but he was also like, I was able to, cause a lot of those agents, um, especially in porn, <clears throat> like you couldn't do other shoots. I mean, you could, but you would still have to pay them even though they didn't book the shoot. And at a certain point, you just know every director and stuff. And so they would just call it because then they don't see what a lot of porn agents do. It's called double dipping. So what double dipping means is where they'll take a fee from both the performer and the company. And that's very, very, very illegal because technically they're only supposed to take it from the company, but oh. they take it from the performer and the company. And so sometimes um, if you were to try to book your own shoot with certain agencies, um, they would still try to charge you that that 15% agency fee. And I was like, yeah, no, that's 
not happening. I'll look uh, them up, <laughs> but please do. And I'll look them up when I get off the uh, the thing. Um, ironically, uh, I'm going to be very careful because I know he's not going to remember me, but um, uh, Mark, he owns Blaze Studios. Or, oh, or yeah. Mark. He's going to be at Miami. And, I would, mm-hmm. and, and ironically, when I met him, it was the same night I met Misty Stone for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually already had it done a couple of scenes, but again, these were very like under the radar kind of, like I said, mm-hmm. Mark is great. School. I'll hook you up with Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think I would, you know, I had that middle, I mean, I'm again, I'm in and my he's, 40s in, and... he's in Florida too, but yeah, he's, um, he's, he's going to be at Exotica. And I was going to go to his booth and, and, and try to reintroduce myself. Uh, again, I'll, this um, I'll text them for you yeah. and tell them, hey, my buddy, um, Billy, I almost said, I almost said you're God. Yeah, man. yeah. I, oh, I, uh, look at me, pause. Look at me, yay! Yeah, um, I, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, we had a really good conversation. and I, He's and great. Not, yeah, he's always looking for talent. And I didn't, and that's the thing, but I try to, but like that, I made a very specific, and I had great conversations with Misty as well. I went out of my way not to ask any questions. And like I said, I actually had done like three or four scenes at that point, but they didn't really mean anything. I didn't have a stage name. So it's like, I'm, I'm literally talking to a guy who owns a, a, a popular company and one of the biggest stars in the industry. Mm-hmm. Just, just talk about the weather, talk about, you know. Yeah, like, that's always yeah. the best too, especially when you're um, a male performer. But if you would have mentioned my name to both of them, they would have been like, yo, yeah. I mean, you can well, I met me. I already Misty, told you that. I met Misty before and I said, hey, I'm a friend of uh, Aaliyah, just like, mm-hmm. you know, we met before and, you know, they all love you. Um, I love Misty. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, again, it's been a big, it does definitely helps to do something you love. And I have yeah. been very, I try to be very smart as far as like, not just focusing on one thing and, and, you know, I like to yeah, be creative. So. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, the creative, that's, um that was always the fun part too, especially like when I had my own website, because when you're shooting for other companies, obviously they tell you because yeah, yeah. you're yeah. an actor. But uh, yeah, when like shooting stuff for my own scene, yeah, I would make up crazy stories. It was, it was so much fun. And then like you get to design the sets and like I had one scene with Wolf Hudson where um, where he was like smuggling cigars or cigarettes or something like that yeah, yeah. for me. And I had to pay him in blowjobs. I don't remember. Um, there was like a mechanic scene with Christian Triple X. That was super fun. I had one with Katie Summers where I acted like a psych patient who escaped, who was acting like a doctor, giving her her pap smear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I I love, I love directing. It's fun. (laughs) I actually, I have, I'm doing a scene with this great performer, Princess Princess Dandy. And I, it's kind of a little bit of, I like to do a little comedy, surprise, surprise in my scenes, but basically this incredibly (laughs) shy, this incredibly shy, timid, guy his wife marriage counselor and his wife is very upset that he's not adventurous he doesn't take charge he whatever so you know she the she's playing the therapist and she decides that like i'm going to do a little hypnotherapist and you're going to when your wife says this word you're going to become this like just manly like you know throw you over your shoulder and do all this stuff that she wants you to do and you're going to mm-hmm. become this like just this manly beast and he's like okay okay doctor okay and essentially the, the 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 plot is I leave 
she's on the phone my wife she has her back to the door i, I kind of oh she's on the phone i go to because i forgot my code and then she says the word to my wife like and essentially it's like the old niagara falls thing where like i slowly i turn mm-hmm. and then this the, the the frame is all of a sudden you just see me come up from behind her and like snatch her up and then pull her you know and at first she's like what do you you know she put up the, the uh the porn form of like resistance and then you know it gets to the porn form of it no yeah basically i call the porn rule of three there's no and then there's no and then there's no oh and you know (laughs) and then basically it's a very physical scene where things get torn (laughs) off and everything and she decides like well let's just see where this goes and that's the one of the things i'm going to shoot in because i I like i i like back in the old days where there was like a, a sense of absurd situation or mm-hmm. I like to take the basic plot and tweak it where maybe the woman is the aggressor or you know just like you, you could take an old idea and just give it a slight tweak where maybe she's the aggressor or there's you had a little absurdity as to why the sex is going to happen and you know yeah. it's uh yeah I did a really funny one where I was doing insurance fraud and the woman <laughs> and she and they're basically the insurance company because you know they it's like the last little like they're sending a doctor and then i'm gonna get my check and mm-hmm. then the doctor starts giving me a physical exam and she's being way too intrusive and of course you know i can't control myself stuff happens incredibly hot scene and at the end of the scene i'm laying there exhausted and she goes she starts tearing up the check and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, actually, I'm not really a doctor. I'm, a, I'm an insurance uh, fraud agent for the whatever, blah, blah, blah. And clearly, you're not injured. And then, you know, she leaves. So I like, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. So you're uh, having fun with it. I like I like, it. I don't, look, if you hire, like you said, if you hire me and I got to be somebody's stepdad, which I know once I get into the companies. Oh, you like are going to so be the stepdad and and you so know what hey things. i am ready to i'm ready to be the stepdad the, the teacher whatever like whatever brings in the paycheck score team skeet uh, uh blazed i am in my 40s i look my age but at the same time still like good looking enough that the girl could actually get into it i'm ready mm-hmm. to be the next great stepdad so like let's do this <laughs> uh i'm i know how to like when i'm making my own stuff but like if somebody hires me you're doing this there's two answers either yes i will do it or no that's not for me yeah so if i say yes i'm all in i have there uh, have you thought about the scenes that like you won't do like what about like incest scenes or like gang bangs or like- uh with the with the group stuff i've had to put my foot down with the various group stuff i will do it but i want to be paid um yeah because some female talents you know like if you ask them to do a two girl threesome with you they'll kind of come at you like, it's basically like a cloud thing. So if you have the status, they'll do it. Otherwise they're like, oh, we want to be paid, mm-hmm. but they'll have no problem asking you, hey, would you want to do a blow bang? Would you want to do this? And if I don't know you, or if I don't, if you haven't done anything for me or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. no, you could pay me because that content's not going to, I don't want to own it. It's not going to sell for me. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I'll do it. Same thing with the incest thing, depending on the, how they're going to, so this is a lesson I learned too, because the, you know, they'll tell you how the scene's going to go. Then you get sad. And then all of a sudden, things change. Yeah. And I, and I, I've been in that situation. I, and I was a new guy, so I just had to go with it. Now it's like, look, you told me when I got here, this is what I'd be doing. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm doing this because this is what you told me. I'm not. You know, 
I won't yeah. do the cuckold scene where I sit in a chair and a bunch of guys are banging my wife. Go, oh, yeah. come on, guys. Oh, God. oh, don't do that. Oh, that's going to stay in the carpet. I don't see guys. you do a good no. um, I won't do race play. I will do the incest porn because basically, even though it's technically, in, it's always step-parents or whatever. Uh, yeah. I, it depends Sometimes. on... I don't want to be overly creepy in the scene. So... Yeah, you don't want to come off creepy, and that's good. <laughs> so, you know, my my thing is, I again, if you explain it to me, that's why my, my goal work for SCORE or whose radar I'm on or, like, eventually Team Ski, if I can, because um, I like the stuff they make. I like the stuff that Mark makes. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, but, yeah, it, it, it's a simple thing of uh, no. You know, uh, I, I turned down a scene where they wanted me to play the clueless husband and I get cheated on and then I walk in on and they go, all right, I'll jump in. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Not <laughs> again. But again, my soul is for sale. So what you're going to put on the table money wise. You know, I, I you know, we are actors. We are, you know, we're, I'm an actor. Know. Hey, look, I'm a whore and I will take money. It just depends on what you're willing to pay me. Yeah, uh, yeah. For know. certain scenes, you gotta get yeah, a little bit uh, more money. So you well, don't think that there'll be anything that um that makes you uncomfortable, like um, stuff, like the incense stuff. I don't know. I find that I I shot one. Um, like I've done like mothers teaching daughters, and that was fine because there was no touching. But yeah, there was one. I'm like, this one's creepy. Uh, again, it. It's kind of, I think if you're going to work with the major companies, again, I'm uh, 45 years old. So like I said, I'm going to be playing the stepdad, the uncle or whatever. Yeah. And it just depends because like one of the things that I don't make is in my scenes, it's um, the sex happens by some wacky circumstance. I don't really do the thing of like, oh, you're stranded on the side of the road. Well, I'm, I'm willing to help you if, or oh, you can't pay the rent. Well, mm -hmm. then, you know maybe you could do something for me and again uh do they still make those types of i know i've shot scenes like that uh yeah they like do. the woman I mean, in distress and the man yeah like, taking advantage yeah they do um and again and men it really like comes that. down to <laughs> it really comes down now again would i make it no but at the same time it's like in all things in show business you have to make people money in order to get to where you want to be able to do stuff you really want to do so sometimes you might i might have to do a scene that i'm like well all right you know but if it's too egregious or too whatever then probably no yeah you know um i get that yeah there's but, some stuff that i shot where i was like mm, i probably shouldn't have done that <laughs> yeah so uh but, there's uh, a lot oh, of videos of me out there, there was there was a there was a site that reached out to me and they do they do very kind of rough blowjob scenes and everything and then um i do have a preference for like black facial women. abuse yeah yeah and they and there was a black thing and i was like at first i was excited because they were like oh 500 a scene three days of shooting i'm like 1500 bucks i could i could oh my god if that's a regular and then i started to really think about it and as far as being physical on set you have a discussion with your co-star and then mm -hmm. you just know their limits and you know how to whatever work it on camera but it's like i'm not saying certain shit on camera you know and i'm not gonna oh they, they wanted like race stuff yeah yeah and i'm not gonna and again i'm not really comfortable like if you ever hear me say you're a whore or you're a dirty bitch or whatever it's usually because i asked the 
co-star, what do you like? What can I say? What can I do? Yeah, if they're and, into it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, it never, I could do a thousand scenes with you and never once will I like slap your face and call you a dirty whore because it's just not something I do unless yeah, I know. That's you know. normally something too that's like, that's what the scene <clears throat> like requires, you, you know, like there's yeah, certain yeah, yeah. scenes like BDSM scenes, certain scenes where, yeah, that's the niche like that's that's what it's about yeah it's very rare i mean at least in in my experience to have like a co-star just randomly like yeah do something like that that would be very um weird but sometimes they do ask i remember there's a couple of sites you know that want me to say the n-word and i was like no that sounds like a bad idea that's that's a big n-o how about that n-word yeah i i've had women in my private life want me to say that i'm like no and uh you won't say I, it in your private life i've said it in my private life but well, no, like, it, it's new york like north when i lived in new york city like southern women will but i lived in new york city they would start and i'm like new 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 <laughs> uh, um i, I never knew, a, that, knew that um that black women kind of like that too that oh they they yeah no they get into you know like the, in new york city i was a couple of black girls first white guy it is and, it's new yorkers and um but yeah, I had I did a scene uh, that that got me the gig with Blush Erotica, which is a very they do they're very cool. They kind of bring back the sexuality and they do voiceovers. I know blushes. No, I'm yeah, yeah. So I'm very excited. No, well, I didn't. I wasn't sure, and and I'm very excited to work for them. Well, okay. So if you watch your stuff, be careful. So I'm going to become a regular performer for them. So you got to got to you know. Oh no! Some- I stopped watching porn uh, when I started doing porn. It, yeah. you, I can't um, unless you're like in some hit and I, I I like you know like the um, cartoon whatever stuff I, I need it but stuff. I don't really uh, uh I don't really watch porn but she is normally the woman I was working with is mainly a dominatrix and a fetish uh, model she's starting to do regular porn so mm-hmm. this was a big audition for me so I was like all right you could dominate me in the first half of the scene if that'll make you more comfortable and then we can go into so she, literally she uh, you know it's like all right and i'm gonna push my limits here i want to be open-minded and she dominated me for a thing even put me she was wearing a french maid thing she actually put me in the french maid thing for a few minutes in the scene and you know it was and i was like fuck it you know it's like i'm i'm I, i've lived this long i got hit by a garbage truck uh, you know I, if i if I'm man enough to get hit by a garbage truck, I'm man enough to put on a fucking French maid outfit for like five minutes. So you know. <laughs> for a dominatrix. But um, but uh yeah, uh <laughs> but uh a funny direct story that relates to porn. I was going through a really bad phase towards the end of my time in New York City, and they kind of just called me whenever they needed me. So I had to like rush there. Mm-hmm. And it was the only time I ever, I was like high, I was more drugs than man, because uh, the morning of the scene, I had uh, some coffee with weed oil in it, then I had a couple of uh, vodka cranberries, and then I had a Vita muffin, which is basically like a small chunk of a muffin with just a bunch of Vicodin pushed into it. <laughs> what did you call it, a Vita muffin? Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> and then a Vicodin, I love... Uh, I love Percocets. Percocets are, God, they're delicious. Um, so, uh, yeah, because I was going through a bender, where, like a, like a, like a six-week bender where I basically, I didn't drink water for three weeks. Any liquids I absorbed, it was all booze and, and you know, whatever, uh, and drugs and everything. So I did that, and then I was 
making my weed deliveries and I was kind of just doing coke while I'm doing this. And they called me and said, we need you. It was on 37th street in Midtown. No, not 30. Yeah. It was 37th street in Midtown. So I raced over there and uh, very long story longer. It was like a, a chick and then her like creepy boyfriend, daddy issues. And uh, he tried to get, now again, I'm just an emotional whirlwind. I'm literally just, I'm doing drugs, I'm drinking, and I'm fucking anything that will let me. And uh, so we're doing the scene. And at some point, the guy tried to sneak into the scene. And this guy that I was working with, who looked like Paul Giamatti, if he didn't take care of himself, got in his face, and they're yelling at each. He's yelling at him. And the girl's on the other side of the bed crying, because we need the money. Don't do this. You said you wouldn't do this. And I'm sitting there wearing a condom on my knees trying to stay you know, ready. And the guy had an assistant, I believe it was his sister. They were like Jewish, New York, mm-hmm. New York Jews to the hilt. And this woman smoked while smoking. The only time <laughs> she wasn't smoking was when we were actually filming, but like literally would just dangle and then like, you know, just smoke. And she didn't like me in the beginning. And she was very kind of had this kind of like very, you know, and the guy was very angry and he ended every sentence with, come on! So like, he'd be like, all right, get her a doggy style and really give it to her. Come on! <laughs> and um so now i'm sitting there and i kind of this is the only thing that i really had going for me uh at the moment and i didn't want to fuck it up um but like i said just no basically like again like that much of a muffin and then just pills coke booze some weed oil and i'm sitting there and i and i'm like okay if this guy puts a hand on the guy on my producer my director or whatever i'm gonna have to get up and put him in the hospital but i'm waiting for that moment to happen and she's just sitting there in the is front of the bed. So, no no the old woman is just sitting there so he, on this side of the bed uh he's yelling at him got him pinned up against the wall the guy's naked and he's yelling at him and basically getting ready to throw him out of the apartment she's over here crying and trying to plead with him and she's sitting right in front of me and i'm sitting there Kind of, and and I and I just looked at her and I went, and she's got the cigarette hanging out of her mouth because now it's the time for her to smoke, and she's just sitting here like that, like this, the cigarette hanging out, like a hundred eighty-seven year old Jewish woman, and the voice of Ed Asner and I just like this is why I got into show business, the glamour, and she literally just went, <laughs> and then after that she liked me, uh, and and you know. Uh, and she actually told me like one of the last times I, uh, I think I saw her, she just kind of like, eh. I was leaving New York city. I was going to move back to Georgia. She's like, I don't know. You're a fucking odd one, but you got something. So maybe you continue with this. And she would, I'm not joking, man. She could, her lung capacity for being a hundred and 27 years old. She took the Virginia slim, man. She would just, that's what's the, keeping her alive, actually, yeah, it, and, is, is all the nicotine. It's like all of the fucking yeah, resin is that's what's holding her together. And they and again, I kind of got in with them through some hookers that I was sleeping with because they would do the and I I don't even know where the stuff I have one clip that they maybe hold the camera for like two seconds. Uh, but I don't know. I did about five or six scenes for them. So I just imagine somewhere in like a really seedy porn booth, there's me sleeping with like a like a milf type. Mm-hmm. I don't even have, and it's just this bad lighting. It's very seedy. Probably smoky. 
Yeah, Smokey. And then you just, and I just imagine me kind of doing the going through the motions, and then you just hear come on in the background. <laughs> but like that day, I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to be that day, shooting that day. The they brought in like a black guy because this girl was like the youngest one I had worked with, mm-hmm. and they apparently the husband didn't like you know. Again, you're doing something creepy, and I have a feeling you maybe your girlfriend wasn't a hundred or your wife wasn't hundred percent into this. Didn't want to be a black guy, so literally, I called this guy the Kraken, and he said because uh, his name was like Kranzberg or something, so I called him the Kraken, and he basically was like, "Well, I got this." Irish kid, he could get hard from a handshake. I could call him to see what he, you know. And I was like, <laughs> he get hard from a handshake. So I was like, yeah, you know. And I did. I, I kind of, you know, um, and yeah, that was the only time I was really, really fucked up for a scene. It got, but you know, again, it was a, uh, it was like an epic, it was an epic uh, bender uh, that October two thousand. <laughs> it was like a whole month bender. Uh, it was like about six weeks, but I went three weeks without uh like really drinking water like just beer cider uh various alcohol like i said coke i would sell weed go buy drugs pills i had a lot of connections in new york city so i was just consuming everything up at hours all night uh i remember i went i got so i got to such a manic state so i did a bunch of uppers because why wouldn't you and um (laughs) and then i and sometimes this is the one thing i do miss because sometimes a manic energy would really direct itself into like sexual energy so i went to a bordello and literally in two hours went to like they had like three girls and just went through all three girls and they were like okay we're tired we're no and then i went to and one a couple blocks away went through their entire thing and then started eyeballing the mama-san who was like i don't know again like 100 200 to 15 years old and she just kind of like no Um, I, I think, think porn's my, good for you. I think. I think my favorite Coke story was I went on the Upper East Side, uh, and uh, this wasn't during the Bender period, but I just again just they run around made really good money, got really coked up mm-hmm. on the Upper East Side, and this woman I think was just watching me. She was an older woman, you know. You go to the bathroom back and forth, and uh, she kind of cor- she was waiting for me at the bathroom door, and I guess we started talking or whatever, and you know. Uh, long story short, we went back to her place and I remember waking up. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I woke up naked wearing only a luchador mask, but I didn't realize I had a luchador mask on. So I went to her kitchen to like raid her kitchen for like alcohol or whatever. And, and I, she finally woke up and she admitted that she was 65. She claimed to be younger when I was, cause she didn't, she thought being 65 would stop me, the foolish of her. Uh, but I was like, well, do you want to go another round? She's like, yeah. And she was like, you know, uh, okay, but this time take off the fucking mask. I'm like, what? And I was like, oh shit, I just thought my face was like, I just thought it was something weird. From, like, in the, ah, I remember you telling, I do remember the mask, the mask story. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Cause that was and the thing. I like, that's the other thing. I'm a mean sober. And that was a very jovial, happy high. And I would just kind of, <laughs> Yeah, and I it, never it was, thought you were mean sober. I could be, and to this day, too. Like, if you catch, you know, I um, I mean sober. No, I get it. I get um, it. and uh, but yeah, no, I used to like. I just kind of would do really weird, wacky shit. I mean, I, I did. I do miss the fun times uh, in New York City. You know, uh, it's a very unique dating scene. 
you know, only in New York City could you technically date somebody for six months and only see them a handful of times. Because, <laughs> you know, depending on where you live and everybody's busy. And yeah, it's, it is funny how, um, like, people who live in other boroughs and they're dating, I'm like, how do you do that? Where when I lived in Wisconsin, like someone living in Milwaukee and West, like, that's not that big of a deal. But yeah, you, you live longer than one train ride away. No. Um, well, thank you for coming on. It's been fun catching up. I miss you. Um, I want to miss you too. I am. I am going to, it's weird. Every time I have a gig in New York, you're in New York city or whatever, it seems to get canceled or whatever, but I am definitely planning between now and October going up there. Cause I've kind of touched base with a couple of companies. Mm-hmm uh or i just might if i if i you know get some more page shoots i might just take a personal trip up there but um yeah we definitely you know uh gotta hang out and get dinner and you know maybe yeah. you can hook a brother up um maybe relive some of that old new york magic uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh so where can people find you on social media um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Billy Pilgrim, triple X, all lowercase, one word. I'm on Instagram, Billy Pilgrim, the number three X. Uh, I am in the process, which now the fun part's over for today. I got to go back to work. Um, Billy Pilgrim, triple X.com, uh, basically on many vids, model centro, uh, clips for sale. That's going to be up by next week um I, it's a long story but essentially uh, again i'm very slow in production and mm-hmm. and you have to wait until you have enough to be consistent you can't just post for three months and then disappear yeah then, i know they they like it when it's like i mean daily they look like you yeah can yeah it, so you have to produ- so and now i'm finally working enough to produce that plus you know again these sites are paying the balls to navigate so all that stuff will be up next week so that's where you can find my actual porn uh but yeah i have a twitter and social and uh instagram and you're gonna uh, be in exotica in, i'm gonna be uh, exotica miami i'm shooting i'm making my professional debut with uh blush erotica and working with a bunch of other very lovely uh co-stars and come see me i'll be walking around the expo i will have stickers to give out i'll even give you a business card if you want it um definitely looking for more company work so if you're looking for somebody that you literally only have to tell shit to once I will actually show up on time and, you know, and come prepared. I am the male talent for you. Uh, and, I like uh, how you think all these porn directors listen to my podcast. Hey, you never know. You never, never know. You're, you're a big deal. You're, you're kind of an important big deal. And, and, and also you need to. Still? No, I'm not. I can't be. That's hilarious. No. Well, hey, look, I will say this and I meant it. And, and, and you know, and I, I love the fact that you made fun of me for it, but you, Jay Okerson took you on the road mm-hmm. to Wisconsin. And Jay Okerson, I haven't talked to the guy. I don't even think he remembers me, but um, I this guy is a comics comic and he don't fuck around. So if you're not a killer on stage, if you're not on point, he's not going to bring you on the road with him. Oh, no, I told him he had to because I was from Milwaukee. Yeah, but still, he wouldn't, <laughs> have, uh, he wouldn't have just done it. So that was a big deal. So, like, you know, if, if anybody listen to this podcast and you haven't seen Aaliyah's comedy you need to get off your ass because uh you know big big shit's coming you know because again you don't open for Jay Okerson if you're if you're a shitty comic so uh, I was very proud of you for that well thank you and I'm proud that you're doing well and I will um I will hook you up with Mark 
Yes, definitely. Please, Mr. thank you. I appreciate Blaise. that. I love my and, place. Uh, and and uh, actually, I have a couple numbers. All right. Um, let me wrap it up. Uh, you can find this wonderful podcast at How to Do Drugs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can obviously rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible. Uh, if you would like me to read one of your drug stories or um, opinions on anything, uh, you can remain anonymous if you like. Uh, please email me at howtododrugsnyc at gmail.com. And uh, we could read them on the air. I was doing like I made little videos. Those were gay, to be perfectly honest. Um, that's because I made them myself. But um... oh, and you also got that that really great, which I hope once happening when I come up to visit the hardcore comedy. Oh yeah, yes, my hardcore comedy show um, is back, and it's at the stand every second Saturday. Actually, this Saturday. Since I'll have to make sure I can see if I can't navigate because I did want to see you perform. Yeah, uh, well, that one I host, so it's not like really like a set. Uh, this uh, this month we actually have Lisa Ann; she's going to be there, so that would be fun. Um, use code Hardcore for ten dollars off of your tickets. Um, all right, I will talk to you guys later. It's bye. really great talking to you, and uh, you know, you look. I'm really happy and really proud of everything you've done, and it's just mm -hmm. you look incredible. And uh, she looks, you look like you used to look like shit, so now you look really great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't don't get me. Don't get me. Don't get me. But I'm I'm hanging up on you now. Bye.